This Three Beards Media podcast is sponsored by Revelton Distilling Company. When Rob and Christy Taylor started following the Kentucky Bourbon Trail in 2012, they fell in love with not only bourbon, but the entire distilling process. Just eight short years later, in 2020, Revelton Distilling Company was opened, offering an entire family of products, including vodka, gin, whiskey, and Revelton Shine. Come visit the tasting room at 1400 West Clay Street in Osceola, Iowa, where you can sample one of their many spirits, including four gold medal winners. Can't make it to Osceola today? Not a problem, as you can pick some up at your local Hy-Vee or Fairway grocery stores. Follow Revelton Distilling on Twitter or Instagram at ReveltonDC or their website www.reveltondistilling.com. This Three Beards Media podcast may contain mature themes, and if you're not down with that, we got three words for you. Like the podcast. Nailed it! Would you like to sample some of my nuts? Welcome back to yet another edition of Old Man Strength, a podcast of Three Beards Media and brought to you by Ruffleton Distilling Company. I am Tim Johnson, joined as always by Chris Shipley. Chris, how are we doing this evening? We're doing all right. It's been a it's been a weird week. Uh, it's been it's been a lot. I think uh, every single day this week, I thought it was Thursday until today when I thought it was Monday. It's not been good. <laughs> um, it's been miserably hot. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but breweries where we, you know, boil 600 gallons of, of liquid at a time, they tend to get a little hot and back. So uh, it's been pretty it's been pretty miserable. I uh, I'm not going to lie. I am absolutely exhausted yeah i i guess it just never really dawned on me how brutally uncomfortable that would be in there sometimes uh with all that stuff brewing but i guess that makes sense right you just think the end product is nice and cold and chilled that's that's probably <laughs> that section of the line is where i would want to work is down there where you're at the bottom end yeah of no absolutely uh up at the front end when you're lifting up these 55 pound sacks of of barley to, to toss into a mill and things like that that's that's when it's uh a lot less comfortable but uh that's I, why i took a desk job <laughs> <laughs> i left a desk job for this stuff so uh i don't know if that makes me smart or stupid or what um excellent uh well why don't we go ahead and and uh get into it tonight we have kind of a, a little bit uh different format for this evening um, but Chris, I'll go ahead and let you explain to our listeners uh, what we're going to be doing this evening. Yeah. So, uh, you know, as we've been tweeting out and sending out, we're we're kind of um, on a new venture here with with Old Man Strength and, and as part of Three Beards Media and, and Bitter Units. Um, so we are uh, trying different content and uh, we launched a new show. Uh, it's a YouTube series. 
with um, a barking dog that is, is what happens in this professional studio that we got going on here. Uh, and um, we launched a new YouTube series uh, with uh, Josh and Jordan Myover, my stepsons. They've always wanted to do a YouTube series. Uh, and it's kind of helping them bring awareness to William syndrome, which is uh, I've talked a lot about on this podcast. So we thought, why not uh, introduce them a little bit to our audience and give them some information about who they are and what their new show is. And then I thought what we would do is is bring on their mom, my wife, who uh, can talk to us a little bit about William syndrome itself and and some of the challenges that parents have um getting diagnosis and doctors and things like that and just kind of learn the background of of some of that stuff and then i'm sure there'll at some point be some you know embarrassing stuff told about me so uh with that yeah yeah go ahead tim no i was just gonna say i i'm i'm really interested because it's not something that i've been familiar with before other than than you know talking with you and, and learning a little bit more about it that way so i think it's going to be uh pretty uh fascinating to, to learn all about kind of this and like you said some of the challenges as well so i'm excited yeah well we will uh bring on uh my stepsons josh and jordan myover they are 19 uh they are identical twins with williams syndrome uh which is makes it even rare uh for those out there williams syndrome affects one in ten thousand kids so for them to be identical twins, uh, I can't even figure out what the math is on that. I was told there'd be no math. Um, <laughs> so Josh and Jordan, how are you guys doing tonight? I'm doing good. I'm tired. Yeah, tired? Yeah, because I was in a car. <laughs> or because you were up till four in the morning this morning? And then decided to wake me up. The whole point of this podcast, boys, is when we ask you a question, (laughs) you guys have to answer. Okay. That's what you asked a question and we answer. Okay. So let's talk about. uh, I'll tell you what, why don't you guys, um, why don't you do a little bit of what you did on the show last week? Why don't you, uh, Josh and Jordan, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, one interesting fact, let's say, about your brother? right so jordan you go you go first this time okay so hello everyone i'm jordan i'm 19 and i'm a i'm a person with a disability named called williams syndrome and i have a twin brother okay and what's one interesting fact about your brother he loves scooby-doo Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a riveting episode. Okay. <laughs> right. Hey, I like I like Scooby Doo too. I think that's fantastic. Yes. All right. Joshua, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and and one interesting fact about your brother. Well, I'm Joshua. My well, let me rephrase that. I got two middle names. That's really interesting about me and my brother. He's got another middle name. I'm not going to tell that one. I'm going, <laughs> okay? It's Jordan, Gabriel, Michael. No, Jordan, Jordan Gabriel, Gabriel, Raphael, Myover. And then mine's Joshua, Peter, Michelangelo, Myover. You guys, you, that is not your middle name. <laughs> yes, no, they're, 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 they're Ninja Turtles. Name. 
Yeah, uh, except your shredder. <laughs> I, I went I'll on take a, it. a yeah. thing to tell like people about my how like to promote our like YouTube cha- channel, and I went on, and a girl was like, "Uh, dude, you look twelve. Stop lying to people on the internet that you're you're nineteen. I was like, "Well, mm-hmm. I'm nineteen. I'm not a twelve year old." And they're like. Prove it. I was like, I was born on November 15, 2002. And she's like, oh, damn, you are old. <laughs> uh, don't judge me because I look small. Hey, judge me because I'm kind and loving and caring. And Jordan, one interesting fact about him, he does not, he does not like to sleep. <laughs> he does not like, that's why he's tired, because he was up all night? I, that's right. Well, how's that an interesting fact? I love to sleep. I sleep until 12. Yeah, that's because you're a party animal and like to stay I'm up. I'm sorry. I can't help it. <laughs> Once I hear a party, I have to go to it. I got to get my name out of there somehow. This is, this is pretty much what every episode I think of the uh, WS Twin Warriors uh, YouTube channel is going to be here. Tim is just them bantering back and forth. Oh, I know. I, I love it. So, uh, Joshua, Jordan, wh- you guys are identical twins. Yep. Yep. Uh, which one of you is 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 the you better don't looking? You know the question, Josh. I know what you're <laughs> gonna ask. Which one of us is older? And that's, that's me. Are you? That's sure? not what he asked. No. What I what I was gonna ask is which one which one of you is better looking? Who, who do you think? Me. It- <laughs> <laughs> last time I checked, the ch- time you had. The I mean, last time I, mean, I checked, I've had a girlfriend for almost like a year and a half. Yeah, and you, I had a girlfriend for zero days. But <laughs> when I had a girlfriend, mine didn't check stuff at me. Well, good. Missed. I'm, I'm glad, Chris, that I can bring a little bit of chaos in, into the household from afar. So, well, oh yeah, no, it's this is a normal, this is a normal eight o'clock at night. So daily routine. Wake up and no parents, and then go back to sleep. <laughs> that's 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 what your typical day looks like is is wake up and go right back to sleep. No, wake, wake up, up, annoy the crap out of our parents, and then go back to sleep. Oh, you you, you have to annoy them. Uh, yep. in I mean, the process. I mean, I right. did that already. Today. Mom's on a phone call, and I'll be like, "Mom, what time is it?" And she'd be like, "Look at your phone, Mom. What time is it?" She'd be like. Josh, I'm in a meeting, so stop asking me what time it is. I'll be Josh, like, okay, Jordan. Okay, okay. What um, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, what was your reasoning for wanting wanting to do the show? Because I've 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 like for me, it's like for me personally, it's like there's like there's amount of people that will be like, oh, your disability is not really that bad, and I'll just be like. Well then, if my that my disability is rare, but it's like it has different effects. Like for me, it had me uh, like for when I was born, I had to go through shock therapy. No, not shock no, therapy. Heart therapy. Heart. No, where it's the doctor puts those little thing and it says fire, and then I go. You got shock. Now. Shock you got, you got, was, it basically the uh, the doctor if the doctors wouldn't have helped me I wouldn't be here today. 
the it's, doctors opened right but what what is this show what do, why why do you want to do the show because i want to spread that there there's people with disabilities can be like normal people i just don't want people i want to spread our disability awareness because i want to show them that <sighs> that with people with disabilities can do certain things that like regular people can do like not be like not be a person that gets judged on on the way they look or the way they act that's a good I reason just, i just want to like for me personally i just want to spread that 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 we like for me it's like an opportunity to spread that spread awareness like to spread the word that we're, we're not alone in this that we got like people all around the world that are struggling with the same disability that me and my brother have we're not really struggling well it some people are and it's like technically i love having this disability because i kind of feel like god gave me a god gave me a uh, God put me on this earth to do something very special. And I think I'm going to, I think that starts with our YouTube channel. Cause I feel, Jeez. cause I feel like if people watch the videos that we do, they're going to, they're, they're going to think, oh, wow, this kid with a disability has a lot of energy. Why, why, why should I judge him on the way he looks or the way he acts? Let's 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 talk about that a little bit. I want to learn a little bit more about uh, this YouTube series and and what what is it about YouTube that you guys like so much? I like I, I like I like seeing different people do different things and like having different audiences connect with like say example we go somewhere and it's like a sport and someone loves doing that sport but they never knew that what it looked like until they saw what it looked like. Like, for example, I love surfing, but I never, never know what it looks like. Mm -hmm. Well, I've actually never actually been to a surfing place before. I mean, yes, I have I've been in a lot of places, but I mean, the ocean, for example. Yeah, I, I was I was wanting to go surfing in Alabama when we went there and we didn't have a lot of time to because it was raining and stuff. because it was raining and thunderstorms and all the heat mm -hmm. and stuff. But luckily, we're going to Florida this year. I mean, next year. So hopefully, I get a chance to actually try out, try doing something I've been wanting to try, and it gives me an opportunity to open up to people who are nervous on like trying new things and it gives me it gives me confidence in my own self because I don't really have a lot of confidence in myself but doing this YouTube channel will help me a lot because it will get me out of my comfort zone for me it's like it's like when people look up like you know there's a movie it's called true love the it's like about a, a girl that has a disability like William syndrome it's like for her, her like her the way she spread it was like she got into like the different like she got to go on it. She got to create her own movie about mm -hmm. her life and like 
for me on YouTube, it's like people get to see what it's like for a kid with Williams syndrome, like how their daily routine is, what they're doing, how they how like how how their life is. It's like for me, I'm not afraid to show people what I've like if like I go to the doctor, I'm not afraid to be like, watch this video. And like it's for me, it's like if I post that video, it's like I'm sharing a part of my life with thousands and thousands of people. And it's like if they watch this video, then they can look up what the Williams syndrome is and then they can like learn about it and be like, oh, I've watched a person with this uh Williams syndrome and I like didn't know what it was until that video was posted about Williams syndrome. It's like like it's like one in ten thousand people and me and Jordan are like two ten thousand people that are born each day. Ten thousand people each day. One in one in thousand. So the show gets released uh once every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we gotta go through the College. college and then yeah so we'll, then that's we'll, we'll where have some episodes about their college life and and how wacky our mm-hmm. college visits our college days are and then we yeah. go from college to graduation and then jobs hopefully and then out of mom and dad's house to the moving to florida yeah they're gonna move to florida yeah gnarly dude you bet Okay, so boys, is there anything else you want to say before we let you guys go and bring on mom? I want to say for me, I want to say thank you for book to the book you guys. It's like for me, it's like it's like it's opened a whole new for me. It's like I've always wanted to do like be in a podcast or like in like a YouTube video. It's like for you guys, it's like it's like we don't care what you look like. We don't care what you're, what you, what, what you are. You're welcomed in this world with the, our videos, and you can like spread it. Like, it's for me. It's like there's there's people in this world that finally get what it's like to have like that to have people have like be like saying oh you're not you're not good enough for this and then i i tell him like god gave me a purpose in life and i'm living it the best i can and my parents have given me a life that i truly and respectfully am caring for and like for me when i went to you should end on that josh that was really nice about mom and i you should end on that Yeah, I don't want to stay here forever. For me, it's like <laughs> it, me, when we went to the high school in Norwalk, it was like it was like like a whole nother chapter. It was like finally we got to meet the people that don't give a crap about what you look like, don't care what you you what size you are. You are welcomed in this earth because people like my mom and and my stepdad are gonna open up and be like, "You're welcome in our family." And what about me? All right. And you, I'm just you're a knucklehead, tired. and I love you for it. And I'm a knucklehead that's tired. Okay. 
Now we're getting all lovey-dovey. No, hey. boys, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, really excited to see what other adventures you guys have in store for this this well, YouTube channel as we learn more about. One way to find out. Yeah, absolutely. To our YouTube channel, WS Warriors. WS Twin Warriors. We're not there you go. Warriors, but we're people with very yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> bye. Thank you, Chris. I love you, Chris. And you're the uh, best. I love you too, ever. bud. All right. Mwah. That's a promo. <laughs> bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, before we uh we bring Stacy on, why don't we uh cut for a break uh from our sponsor Revelton Distilling? Tim, they're in where? Osceola, right? They are 1400 West Clay Street in Osceola, Iowa. Uh, you may have an opportunity to come down and spend some time in the tasting room with uh, a couple of handsome gentlemen and Aaron at some point here <laughs> in the future. Uh, oh, yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Excellent. Summer is winding down and fall is just around the corner. August can be a busy time getting ready for upcoming fall events, but be sure to take those final summer Saturdays and treat yourself to an evening of music and spirits by visiting Revelton Distilling Company at 1400 West Clay Street in Osceola, Iowa. They have a lineup of talented musicians each Saturday evening from 4 to 7 p.m. to help you enjoy those final summer days. Along with that, Take time to sample some of their great spirits like their honey whiskey or their award-winning mulberry gin. Try one of their signature drinks like their blackberry bramble while you are there. Check out their schedule for music guests on their Instagram page or Twitter account at DC. Finally, be sure to join in celebrating with all the crew from Three Beards Media along with cast members from Bitter Units, Old Man Strength, and WS Twin Warriors for their official launch party on Friday, September 2nd at 6.30 p.m. at Revelton's Tasting Room. And we are back. Uh, boy, Chris, that was a lot of fun. Those two boys are uh, a riot. Um, got a little bit more insight to, to what your day-to-day -day life is, is like. Um, uh, definitely a handful, but uh, also very sweet, very loving, and um, uh, a lot more kindness than I think I've ever afforded you on this podcast. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> just uh, just don't get too used to it. Um, I know normally when I bring on family members, it's not near that loving. Oh, no, no, not at all. Hey, <laughs> 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 mm. No, no, she's she's just as uh, disruptive, though. So, oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, excellent. Um, well, now I, I'll give you a chance. This this is your lovely bride that we're going to talk to. So I'll let you go ahead and introduce her as well. Yeah. So uh, I think she has uh, an interesting uh, story. I mean, obviously, uh, I, I'm a little biased, but um, raising uh, uh, twin uh, boys with, with, uh, special needs and, um, some of the challenges of all the doctors and so on, I think is, I think the story of the boys and how they were diagnosed and some of the challenges that they had is something that a lot of people can get a lot out of and maybe could help other parents out there who may not know, um, what is, um, uh, going on with their kid 
and, and knows that something is is not right, but maybe the doctors aren't listening, which certainly happened to Stacy. So uh, to the old man strength uh, audience, uh, I'd like to bring on my wife, Stacy, who uh, rarely listens to the podcast. Um, admittedly, <laughs> she does not listen very often, but uh, is very supportive. So uh, Stacy Shipley, thank you for coming on old man strength and putting up with me for another hour where you normally get a break. <laughs> yes, I, I do. <laughs> yes, uh, Stacy, it's it's good to see you again. Um, I do not blame you for for not listening to us too often. I, if I had to listen to Chris on repeat, I think I would probably uh, drink even more than I do. So thank you very much. Um, but yeah, no, I, it, when Chris kind of pitched this idea to me, I thought this was really interesting because, like I said at the top, I, this is not a a syndrome that I was familiar with at all before I met. Chris and and learned about your boys and it's not something that I think probably uh, a whole lot of people uh, are really familiar with well no actually we when the boys especially when the boys were little um, we had a lot of uh, a lot of doctors if we went to like urgent care they would go hmm, Williams syndrome interesting why don't you tell me a little bit about that and I always thought oh great here we go again and I'd have to start over and um, so yeah, there are a lot of doctors, um, that don't know anybody that has it. So I think, you know, they say one in 10,000, but I, th I think, I think there's a lot of undiagnosed kids out there that, um, have Williams syndrome and as hard as it was for us to get the, the diagnosis, I I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people out there that just don't have an answer to some of the things that their kids are having happen. So, which is why I, I, I'm glad that we're, after going to this conference, uh, one of my goals is to help uh, raise more awareness um, just to what it is, because there's a lot of, a lot of people like yourself that have just never heard of it. So. Yeah. So, so yeah. So uh, not to put you on the spot, but I'd, if someone were to set, to ask you what is Williams syndrome, how would how would you answer that in in kind of a, a quick little elevator speech? Well, it is um, a deletion of part of chromosome seven, and it can be um, a little one. It can be a big. It can be bigger. It just it really it varies, and it's kind of like with Down syndrome. You can have somebody that has um, a very mild case. Um, or it can be a lot, they can have a lot bigger um, symptoms or not symptoms, but characteristics. Um, but there's a lot of things um, that the boys had that anybody can have, which is why, why it was a problem. Um, when they were born, they were small. Well, lots of kids with Williams syndrome or well, lots of kids that are twins, especially can be little or, you know, you can just you can just be a small in stature just because that's just who you are. Um, they had colic. Well, there's lots of kids with colic. Um, they, they didn't eat very well when they were little, um, but lots of kids can, like I said, can have that happen. Um, but then they had failure to thrive um, at probably seven or eight months we when they started eating solids they they missed a lot of milestones um which everything that we came across every 
every doctor would say, well, you have twins. A lot of times that they, that's, that was the excuse behind every, every, everything that we came across. Um, but they started eating solids. And when they started eating solids, um, they just started throwing up a lot. And I would, I would take them to the doctor and I'd take them on an empty stomach and the doctors would look at them and say, well, they look pretty healthy to me. Um, it's probably just a touch of the flu, go home and just use the brat diet and give them, you know, bland foods. And I would go home and they would throw up profusely. And it was like projectile vomiting. And we got to a point that I would um, fill like little medicine droppers and I would squirt um, formula into their mouths just to be able to get something in them um, because otherwise they were throwing up so much. And um, I would kept taking them back to the doctor and they kept telling me it was the flu, um, but they looked normal. They looked happy. They looked fine. Everything was fine. Everything was fine. Um, and we got into, um, we got an appointment scheduled to see an, um, an endoscopy to check Joshua's stomach. Um, and before we got in, he had a night that he was just throwing up so much that I, um, I called the, the doctor that was going to be seeing him in like two weeks. And I said, he's throwing up so much. I'm afraid he is going to, um, he's going to choke and die on his, on his throw up because he was throwing up so much and he'd be laying on his back and he'd throw up and it would like just go everywhere. Um, and she was, she said, well, if you're that worried about it, take him to the emergency room. And she was kind of mad at me for being such a overprotective mom um, that she just was kind of going to make her point to me. And I was going to sit in the ER for five hours and not get anything out of it. And um, at like, I don't know, 11 o'clock at night, the nurse in the ER said, I, I don't know what's going on, but that doctor never comes in here. So, and she's here and she really never comes at night. So something's going on. So uh, we got Joshua put into the hospital because he just, he kept throwing up and they, that the doctors at this point had actually seen him throwing up. Um, and so we got him in. I said, well, Jordan's doing the same thing. And I said, well, you're gonna have to go through um, ER if you even want him to think about putting him in the hospital. And so I had to do that and it was another five hours. And at the end of that visit in the ER, the doctor said, he, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with him. I'm just going to, I'm being nice to you and putting him in the hospital because your other kids in the hospital. And I was like, I, I don't care. Just thank you. Put him in the hospital for me. Um, they both had two different teams of doctors. Um, and for a week um, at blank children's hospital, uh, they couldn't figure out what was wrong because they just kept throwing up and they'd say, uh, if we could just get him to stop losing weight, we would, um, send you home because we, there's, we can't figure out what's wrong. There's nothing we can come up with that would possibly be wrong. They look perfectly fine. They just keep throwing up. And so, um, they, um, they had said at one point, one thing that the only thing that they could find that was a little bit off was the calcium level was a little bit high um 
on both of the boys. Their blood work was exactly the same. It was like identical. Um, and they said uh, it was a little bit high. It was like a 10. So they sent it to the nephrologist uh, in Iowa City, which because Des Moines doesn't have a pediatric nephrologist. But they said the nephrologist, the pediatric nephrologist there didn't think that it was enough to make him throw up. So he really didn't think that would be causing it. Um, can you hear me? Yep. yep. Oh, I, you guys just went blank there <clears throat> for a second. Yeah, it did, um, did get cut out. Okay. Um, but uh, he didn't really think there was anything. But meanwhile, they came back and said, there's an adult nephrologist in Des Moines that thinks he might have an idea, but um, he's an adult nephrologist and he probably doesn't know. He, he, we don't necessarily agree with what he's saying, but if you want to listen to him, he can come. He said he would come talk to you. So I said, well, of course, if nobody else has any idea, yes, please bring him in. And I remember uh, him saying, um, I'm very much in the minority here. Um, both teams of doctors disagree with me. I'm the old doctor and the rest of them are pediatric doctors and no nobody agrees, but just because I'm in the minority doesn't mean I'm wrong. And he said, I, I think they might have Williams syndrome, um, but Des Moines doesn't have a genetics department here in town. So um, you'd have to either go to Iowa City or, or to Mayo Clinic um, in Minnesota. And, and so since Iowa City didn't think there was anything wrong with them, we went to Iowa City, or I mean, we went to uh, Rochester. And within a day, they, um, had, they gave them a fish test, um, is what it's called, and they were able to tell within 24 hours. Actually, it was less than 24 hours because by the morning um, <clears throat> they they had the diagnosis of Williams syndrome. So, oh wow! With it, once once they had the diagnosis, um, they were able to give me a a a a, um, a roadmap of what to expect. Um, I was completely treated differently by doctors because I was no longer um, the crazy mom that thought everything was wrong with my kids um, because they knew what I was saying uh, was probably coming. They would say, if you, if, if the boys start throwing up too much, um, call us and we will get them, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out something to get them bypassed the ER because we don't want them getting sick from somebody that has something else um, because they are very sick right now. Um, it was caused by high levels of calcium in their blood, which is very, very common um, with um, infants and up to about age two. Um, it was, they had nephrocalcinosis and nephrocalciuria, which is high levels of calcium in um, your blood and in your urine, which was high enough that it made them throw up. Um, and um, it's pretty hard to find uh, low calcium um, food and drinks when you're looking at a one-year-old because you can't really you can't really find a whole lot 
that is not calcium fortified. So we had lots of challenges there. And to the point that I'd go to Hy-Vee and um, ask for help. And I'd tell them that I needed low calcium. And actually, I also needed low sodium. And I'd say, what do you got that's for a, a two-year-old or a one-year-old for that's low calcium and low sodium? And they'd be like, uh, yeah, let me get back to you on that one. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, really, that that <laughs> we tend to think about giving them something, like you said, that's calcium fortified, uh, you know, developing right. for developing bodies. So it's kind of the opposite of what every kind of nutritional guideline for for uh, infants and toddlers is. Um, so I, I can't even begin to imagine uh, that type of challenge. Um, so along with all of these kind of these physiological things, now you're, you've been kind of given a, a roadmap for what the future looks like, right? And so you know there's yeah. that it's not just these challenges that you're having today, but things that are going to continue as, as they grow older and, and right. a whole new set of challenges. Right. Yeah. And like they, they both had hernias, which was something that is very common. They, um, they both, um, we really had to watch their diet. Um, we had to get, we were able to right, right away, get them into OTPT and physical therapy um, so that um, we could get started on just being able to have early access was a, a, a key important thing that I think sometimes parents are in denial and they don't they don't they don't want to accept the fact that their child might have a disability or their child might have some problems. To me, I was like, the, the faster we could start getting professional help, for them, uh, the better they were going to be. Um, they, they, they were so like low muscle tone. Um, by the time they turned one, um, they, they lost the ability to be able to sit up. Um, they, they, they went backwards from nine months to 12 months. They went backwards. Um, but we had to brought in physical therapy um we they would not pick things up the right way they would they didn't and there was just so many little tricks that ot and pt ther the therapists were able to come in and and show and they were able to go to uh the daycares and they were able to um show me different things for me to be doing um they had like a lot of lower muscle tone in their mouth so they would drool a lot um, and they were able to just show me little simple things that would tighten their, their muscles around their mouth, because that's just a common thing that a lot of kids would have. So that was really important. And, and, and when they, we were in the hospital, they came to us there. So it, that was a key thing that, uh, I was just really glad, but there was, before we got, I got, I, before they got diagnosed, I, I often thought, man, if I was, um, you know, when the doctors were saying, if we, if we could just get them to stop throwing up, we would just send you home. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you're not sending me home with two kids that, uh, that are this sick. And I thought how many people that if they don't have enough insurance or they don't, uh, have enough confidence in themselves to be able to say, uh, uh, we're not, I, 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 I can not stop in here. Um, 
you know, if they just say, well, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, sorry. it's, it's difficult because, you know, you, you know, your kids, right? Um, and yeah, I'm sure there are plenty of, of, you know, uh, hypochondriac by proxy parents that probably worry about every little thing that's wrong with their parents. And I'm sure, you know, plenty of medical professionals have, have dealt with a lot of that and, and are, do seem quick to dismiss. But like you said, if, if, if the best thing that those doctors were willing to do for you was just get them stable enough to go back home and repeat the cycle, um, that's not, that's, that's not a quality of life by any means. That's, you know, so I, but I think I, that was it, it, it was they, they said they they had they had done like every test that they could think of and they had two different teams of doctors. It wasn't just two doctors, it was teams of doctors that were trying to figure it out. But that's that's because if you would look at them, they looked like they, they looked like they were healthy little kids. They, uh, they, they just kept throwing up. And they were behind on a lot of things, but they were behind because they were throwing up and, and then they were losing their muscle tone because they were throwing up so much. Um, and they could always point, there, there were so many of the pieces of what was wrong with the boys that you know, your son or your daughter might have, but they might not have a syndrome. Um, and that's what really, I think, was throwing everybody off. And I think that's why a lot of kids don't get diagnosed. Well, you being, um, and this was before I entered the picture, uh, I think I met you when the boys were just finishing kindergarten. So a lot of these stories that, that you're talking about right now was was before me. So I'm not sure that I even know the, the answer to this question in that being a teacher, you were probably a little bit more knowledgeable about what services are maybe out there and whatever else. I would imagine there are a lot of challenges for a lot of parents of not when they get diagnosed and diagnoses like that, not knowing what services are out there or to your point, the early intervention things and, and stuff like that. So talk about a little bit about that process and what that was like trying to get those services set up for the boys. Well, I, I didn't know anything about early access because um, that was for babies and, and, uh, you know, I, I had never worked with anybody in that. I just had the mindset that I knew anything, getting, getting children, the younger they are, if, if they are having missing milestones, um, I, I just knew you, you can't stick your head in the sand and, and expect it to get better. Um, and, um, I knew I could, I could, I, I'm always ready to learn from, from other people coming in. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of pieces that I didn't know about, but I think probably my, my, my gut instinct of, I need, I need some extra help was probably in the, the desire to get that extra help as early as I did was probably because I was a teacher. So. I'm, I mean, you, you, you know, what you've described is, is these physiological symptoms that I think a lot of times other parents, again, like you said, doctors, they're looking for an external physical uh, cause, an infection, 
something like that, not necessarily, as you said, it, you said a deletion of genetic material on chromosome seven, right? right? So there's there's this whole kind of other uh, uh, genesis for this that I don't think, you know, it would seem completely foreign to to a lot of people. So, you know, just even just for people to try to make the connection between that and, and the physiological symptoms that, that they're having. Um, I have to imagine there are an awful lot of parents that just feel, uh, you know, I mean, what do you do? You give the parent a pamphlet and send them on their way. I mean, there, ha there have to be a, a lot of things where, where, uh, you know, that's, this becomes a way more complicated thing than, oh, I understand what it's like when my kid has an infection. This is a whole other kind of right. depth, right? Well, and, and I, one thing also, a lot of kids with Williams syndrome um, can have pretty bad heart defects. Um, so when I was um, still pregnant, I, I was probably, oh, uh, I can't even think of how many weeks. I, I was pretty close to being full term, especially as I, I, was, I did end up going full term for twins. Um, but um, they, they were on my last ultrasound, they came back and said that Joshua had an enlarged heart um, on one side. We need to deliver as, as soon as we can so that it doesn't continue to get worse. And um, uh, baby B is, is fine. His heart's fine. So he, when they were born, we knew Joshua had some issues with his heart and Jordan did not. Um, and when we were at the cardiologist, I kept saying to the cardiologist, can you, can you double check Jordan's because uh, I, I, I want to make sure his is okay. And the cardiologist said, you don't grow a heart condition just because they're identical doesn't mean he's got a heart problem. He was not born with a heart problem. His heart is fine. Um, fast forward to our trip to Mayo Clinic, both of them have heart conditions, um, but they're mild, but they both did. So <clears throat> when I was kept kept egging him on to double check him. Um, uh, I, I, I had the right um, uh, premonition as a mom that something wasn't right. Um, but the doctor wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't even, uh, he wouldn't even, uh, I don't know what I want to say. He wouldn't check because he, mm -hmm. he didn't, he didn't, he didn't entertain the idea. He had, a, yeah. he had a huge blind spot right there. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of kids with Williams syndrome that do end up having to have open heart uh, surgeries um, and um, much bigger issues than Jordan and Joshua had because they don't have the typical problems. We, we do get seen for the cardiology, but um, by the grace of God, we've been lucky and fortunate in the sense that all of our checkups have come out really well. And we don't, have to, we don't have to follow up that with that. So uh, we do have to watch kidneys because um, they were able to find that um, with all the throwing up that they did, they caused calcium deposits in their kidneys, um, which then caused um, um, him to have some, um, what is it? What is it then? Um, Possibility of getting kidney stones. Yes. Yes. He had yeah. kidney stones. That, that's yeah. And Joshua actually uh, was kind of freaked out one year because they, they told him he, uh, 
he had a kidney stone that was large enough they might have to blast it and he was like wait a minute what do you mean they blasted <laughs> what are you talking about and so then they kind of told him exactly how they would go in and what they would do and they had to reassure him that there would be no dynamite because he was <laughs> dynamite involved um but then the next year um we went in and got it checked and and it was cleared so i don't know if it was some of the things that we had done uh or if it was just all the prayers we had i don't know but they were gone because he didn't he didn't pass any stones because we would have known i mean he's a he's he's tough but i i don't know that he could have passed a stone as big as they said he had um but i don't know i'm not i don't know but he about fell to his knees when the doctor came in and said his kidney stones were gone so which is again something that's very common with kids with Williams syndrome but uh there's just a lot of little things that I kind of went off on 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 those two things but I I did want to say those were two very very common things that kids with Williams syndrome deal with so just getting out all, all yeah well all I mean I mean the 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 function of the kidney affects so many other things and so if if you don't have the right amount of of calcium uptake then that's going to affect uh bone and muscle development or uh, certainly uh dental development all these other types of things as well right. so I'm sure there's, there's a, a a whole host of yep. kind of secondary things uh you know anything from a a, a dentist visit to uh to uh you know back in spine development and all these other things that that probably yeah. get get piggybacked along yeah. with this yeah and they're missing enamel on their teeth so some not all of it but some of it so we're they're a lot more prone to cavities and a lot of kids with the williams syndrome their their teeth are a little bit smaller than uh my teeth or chris's mm -hmm. teeth yours um and they're just a little bit a little bit smaller but well in the in the unique challenge of um you know the boys have always been small for their age so the they didn't eat a lot uh so the the challenge of getting them to eat and getting them to add healthy weight in but the only thing that they enjoyed eating was milk products and anything that had a lot of calcium <laughs> there was a lot of you know they would want to eat ice cream or they would want to eat cereal or drink a bunch of milk. I mean, milk is their favorite thing to drink. And we would be like, you can't, you know, how do you, how do you monitor, um, you know, how much of that that they get and then allow them to, to gain healthy weight using other things, you know, and mm -hmm. then <laughs> I'd be the mom, I'd be the mom that would go into McDonald's and they'd say, I want milk. And I go, no, you're going to have pop. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting those French fries. Uh, yeah, we. I remember going to a doctor, uh, a doctor once, and they said, um, you know, the way to to sneak extra calories in there would be to cook things more with maybe a healthy oil, like like a, olive oil and things like that. And here, Stacy and I are trying to um, lose weight and eat, you know, <laughs> lower, healthier, lower fatter things, but then we have to make, you know, I don't know like eggs with, with a bunch of olive oil and, and add a bunch of extra, you know, sometime a cheese or whatever else in there to help them bulk up and, you know, and we're eating salad. So, I mean, it was, it's, it's, it's a, 
it's a weird dichotomy sometimes to, that that we found ourselves in. I think. Well, and then we were we found that they loved peanut butter, and the doctor was like, "Yeah, if they'll eat peanut butter, that's got a lot of good fat in it. That's that's fine." But then they were eating so much of it that, like, one visit they came back and said they were starting to get fatty liver, and I was like, <laughs> "Fatty liver." how do you get that? And I looked at all the different foods that could cause it. And, you know, they're like, I don't know, seven years old. And only the only thing on there was nuts. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's the peanut butter that, so I cut back on it in the next year, they said it was gone, but it's like, oh my God, another thing I have to worry about. <laughs> yeah. A, a whole, a whole other host of, of things. Um, then added to this, the, the, you know, you talk about missing milestones and, and, and cognitive delays and a whole other uh, host of, of kind of uh, uh, social uh, unique challenges and things like that that go along with that. So you have all of these other things you're doing from maintaining a, two different kinds of diets within the household and trying to figure out all these unique uh, medical things and all of these special interventions there you have now this whole other uh, uh, set of of new rules I guess yeah. that you have to learn on 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 what it means uh, for those boys to 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 interact with with the world around them um, I I imagine that uh, you know you'd as a teacher there are certain things where where you have spent a lot of time on, on child development and, and understanding some of those things, but I'm sure a lot of this was also a lot of uncharted ter territory for you. It's a lot different when it's your own kid too. I mean, it really is. Uh, I, I, I tried to treat them um, just like every other kid, as long as I could. When we added them into sports, we, we had them play in rec leagues with other kids that had, did not have any um, special abilities. Um, and actually, gosh, when was it, Chris, that we we went to Miracle League? Were they fourth grade, uh, fifth grade? Yeah, fifth I think grade? they were in fifth grade. Yeah, it was, it was about, fifth grade. It was shortly when after we, we finished to, Little League when we moved to Norwalk. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the first time I told them they were going to play. And I remember them saying, disability I, what we have a disability um because they had uh I, I they were like why are why are we playing why are we playing miracle league i don't you know i don't understand this and so um it was good for them i mean they they were the the home run heroes when they were playing and um it was quite an amazing thing and i will i will tell you through all the challenges that we had uh, through all the hard things that we did go through, man, we've, we, we've seen some pretty amazing things come from, from their disability. Oh, uh, sometimes you get really get to, sometimes, unfortunately you see the worst come out in people, uh, at school when you got little kids that are being mean to each other. Um, but you also can see the best come out in people. And like at a Miracle League game, I don't know if you've ever been to a Miracle League game, but oh my gosh, you can't go without like having your heart overflow with just how beautiful it is. I mean, it is absolutely amazing. 
you get all these volunteers that are angels in the outfield. Their job is to go out with a partner. Uh, every kid that's on the team gets a partner. They have all different disabilities, all different abilities. But as an angel in the outfield, your job is to protect that kid. So if a ball's coming at them, you better stand in front of them if it's going to hit a hit them. If if you know if there if it's a kid in a wheelchair, you're you're there to protect them. You're there to keep them safe. While mom and dad get to sit um, and enjoy the game, and uh, it's pretty amazing. I like and the kids, the things that they do. Oh man, it's just just it, it it's quite quite fun to watch to see. But uh, I mean, there's that's just one example. I mean, like the things that we've gotten to do through Iowa State, seeing football players interact with kids with disabilities, getting to be kid captains. Uh, I mean, there's quite a few really cool things. Uh, and every time we get to do those kinds of things, um, you really get to see the best come out in people. And, and that's, that's, that's one of the really fortunate parts is, is just being able to see that. Uh, yeah, that's, that's amazing. They, they certainly um, seem to have a lot of love and encouragement for each other too, which, which is awesome to see. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here so we can get a word from our sponsor, uh, Wintrust Mortgage. But when we come back, uh, I want to hear a little bit, Stacy, uh, your impressions of their YouTube channel and what uh, that experience is like for them. Um, uh, they are certainly characters, so I'm curious to hear what, what mom's thoughts are on that. So we will get to that right after this word from Wintrust Mortgage. Are you in the market for a new house and unsure of the mortgage process? Want to know that you have someone looking out for you? Kyle Lehman from Wintrust Mortgage is a down-to-earth, knowledgeable lender who can be there for you in your corner. He can work with you in any of the 50 states and is just what you need to expand your home search. Kyle will work with you through the entire process with little to no work from you. Take the worry of the mortgage process out of the equation so that you can focus on looking for your dream home. Contact Kyle at www.wintrust.com forward slash Kyle dash Lehman or call him at 515-473-0546. We are back. So Stacy, right before we got that word from our sponsor, I did ask you uh, a little bit about uh, their YouTube channel. Uh, they seem to be very excited uh, about doing this YouTube show. So what what is your impression of the two of them uh, doing this project together? Well, like Chris said, they have always wanted to do this. Um, from the time they were little and they would start making videos, I'd be like, dude, you can't say your last name. You can't, <laughs> you can't say this. this we're, we're, I'm me trying to protect them all, all the way down, but I have videos of them, uh, like being announcers and coming on and, and being ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you. And, and just the things that they say. So I'm kind of hoping that we can throw some of their little videos that they have done when they thought they were going to be famous when they were like seven years old and eight years old um, into it because all those times when I kept trying to protect them and not want them to, to be doing these things, uh, uh, we can start pulling some of those things out that they can they can finally have on there. But uh, 
you know, my, uh, my fears are a little bit, I, I'm not quite as guarded because I know uh, they're in good hands with Chris kind of guiding them through this all. And um, again, after going to the Williams syndrome convention and um, saying that we just need to get word out of what it, what it is and um, encourage not just not just um, the for them, but for the parents of one-year-olds and two-year-olds of kids that have Williams syndrome, for them to be able to see how great they are doing. And um, because I do have some, I've had some families, some parents ask um, and talk to talk to us about you know what things are what things are like in junior high, what things are like in in high school. Um, and now that they're, you know, they've continued ed, um, they're living in an apartment. Um, there's a lot of families that have been told that's never going to happen. Um, when we went to convention, people were like wanting to really stop us and talk to us and, and find out. And then we had a couple of people say, now that you've, after talking to you, I, I'm going to look into this. And if we can encourage uh, a family to, to take that step and try it uh i'm good with it because they do have a lot of things to show and um they can really i, I really want to see them encourage uh the williams syndrome families um because they do have so much to offer and um they do have a pretty unique experience happening and God, you don't know what's going to come out of their mouths. And we finally just, <laughs> just, just we're going to let it go because they're 19. That's right. So, There's times we have to say, I got to remember, they're just 19 and they're men. God knows what's going to come out of their mouth. I, I, yeah. Or I mean, other body or other bodily. Oh, you know, yeah. I was going to say, I, I'm not going to reveal Chris's exact age on this podcast, but he's a lot older and he said some plenty of of things i wonder what just came out of his mouth <laughs> um no i i uh, I, I appreciate that because yeah it, it's it is fun to see kind of the the uh level of independence that that they have have learned and, and what they are are bringing and, and to hear them talk about um the desire to, to kind of help be an inspiration uh and and to raise awareness i think that's 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 awesome um just the whole idea of of feeling like they have have a a, a purpose with this is is pretty fantastic and it's not just it's not just these these two 19 year old you know kids being goofy on the internet but that they actually uh are doing something uh purposeful and and you know with some real thought behind it well, I will right. say, I think that um, one of the things that I'd like to see happen out of this is for people to see them <clears throat> without their disability. I think that's a big part of it. There's been a lot of times that I've seen some things in the boys that <clears throat> I think that if somebody wouldn't be able to see past their disability, would have gotten a lot of benefit out of, um, or would have seen something special out of them that um, maybe would have would have changed their 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 life or, or or their trajectory, and I'll I'll give you one one story. I I coached them in in uh, baseball, and as Stacy said, we put them in um, 
in uh, sports all the way up until they were fourth or fifth grade uh, with kids their own age, with kids at different levels of ability. And um, and their dad is a really good baseball player. Uh, he, he's got a huge love for baseball. And uh, I swear that Joshua, to my untrained eye, looked like he had a little bit of arm talent. Joshua, at a very young age, could throw very hard. Uh, had good form, and I remember sitting on or standing at the at the pitcher's mound with him. And I think we were probably in third grade. And at that point, they were doing pitch, uh, kid pitch, and so on. And he got to pitch one inning, but he would go out there before every game in practice, and the kid would throw hard. Mm-hmm. And and I always used to think to myself, I I mean, this is way huge but you remember jim abbott right like he had one hand at some point he had a disability as a kid too and at some point somebody saw that he may have had some talent and said okay i'll look past that he only has one hand and let's figure out how we can help this kid use his potential Mm -hmm. and i and and i didn't have i don't have the knowledge for that right i i you know i was just a stepdad who knew about baseball i don't i don't know anything about baseball i'm a cubs fan that should you know it's (laughs) yeah no you don't know baseball (laughs) so um (laughs) but i always wish that if somebody would have seen him and thought forget the disability part the kid has some talent i can work with that I always thought that maybe even just for through high school, maybe somebody could have molded something out of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that just never happened, you know? Um, but there's a good example. I, I would love for somebody to see who they are as young men, not as somebody with a disability that just happens to be able to get past their disability. Mm-hmm. That's what the goal is for me. No, I I like that. I think it's very well said. And you know, if I can piggyback off their success, I mean, we've done that their entire time. I mean, Ma, Stacey and I are not known around this town. We're just known as Josh and Jordan's parents. <laughs> okay. that's, that's how we're that's how we're identified around here. I was gonna say, uh, you uh, you mentioned all the opportunities that that the the boys have gotten to to meet football players and coaches and things like that. I'm not gonna pretend, Chris, like you're not also secret help secretly happy that you get to ride their coattails right. and, and I, I mean guys. I will I will or will not deny <laughs> that I may have a certain couple photos with Matt Campbell uh with me in it. Uh I'm a little jealous that there I'm looking at pictures in my basement here of Josh with David Montgomery and the boys with Alan Lazard. Not gonna lie. But uh because you know they didn't even know who they were. I, I had to tell them to go stand over there by them. <laughs> no that's awesome. Uh, so but it's uh it's been it's it's been a unique experience i said the other day that um i've been very blessed to be able to to allow to be part of their lives so well yeah i'm so i'm excited to to see uh more of this this uh ws twin warriors youtube uh experience that they're that they're curating for us i think uh uh, some uh, a lot more adventures just uh getting to know them a little bit more their hobbies their interests 
uh, teasing each other about girlfriends, things like that, uh, is already pretty fantastic. And um, I also welcome uh, anyone else that is willing to to uh, tease Chris <laughs> a little bit more relentlessly. Uh, I will always <laughs> I will always encourage that by all means. Um, Stacy, is there anything you want to add? I don't think so. Well, we really appreciate you taking the the time uh, to do this. This one's been a little bit different for us, but in in a fantastic way. Uh, it's been uh, good to to learn a little bit more about that and and to kind of help us uh, introduce our listeners uh, to uh, not just continue to raise awareness, but also to to help you know promote a little cross promotion of of a little bit of Three Beards Media content here as well. So uh, I think that's fantastic. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on, uh, sharing the story. Um, is there any other things, resources, anything else that you, you want to uh, uh, maybe uh, call attention to? He's talking to you, Stacy. Any resources? <laughs> I mean, you you mentioned you mentioned coming back from this conference. Is there anything that that you 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 found that that you thought would be uh, particularly helpful, or anything else that that, that you know place that you might direct someone towards? I, well, I would say, go ahead, Stace. No, you go. You take this one because you I, were. I, I would say the resources that we got that I got the most out of was the was the post after school job resources and things like that. So uh, I, I would certainly, if anybody out there has children with a disability, regardless of whether or not it's Williams syndrome and has any ideas about whether or not their kid can go to a post-secondary education, <clears throat> thinkcollege.com is out there. Uh, there's a there's a search um, on the website for state resources. <laughs> I'm sure our dog sees a killer squirrel right now. Uh, um, or some other dog owner out there loves them more and is taking their dog for a walk while ours is locked in the house. Um, but the job resources as well. Um, that's been a struggle for us uh, is finding uh, placement um, for jobs. And uh, there's some certain organizations out there. Uh, your state organizations, your voc rehabs have the resources and the federal dollars for that. So make sure that your federal um your, your federal dollars are put to work through your, through your local voc rehabs. Excellent. Yeah, no. And, and I, to, I totally agree with the, uh, also the, the post-education piece. I think there's a lot of people don't, that don't realize and there's only, I think in Iowa, I think there's maybe four places that have, um, yeah. a continuation that you can go on with your uh, IEP. Dog, um, that uh, but like it, it's quite amazing. But I, I don't know that because it because it's part of their schooling from from the like the district where they're at. I I think because money is so tight, I think a lot of schools don't push it because it's an expensive program. Um, and I, if you want your your child to be able to go on to get more uh, education it, it is out there and like chris said three think thinkcollege.com and actually i just passed it on to somebody else last night um because that that website 
will get you to all the states in the United States. So you can see what colleges, what, what, what programs are out there um, in the different states. And it, it explains each one a little bit. Wonderful. Well, Stacey, we will go ahead and let you go once again. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, All right. Well, thank uh, you. Yeah, good to good to catch up, and hopefully, I'll, yeah. I'll get to see you here uh, later this month or early. All right, sounds whatever. good. Yep. Excellent. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks. Yep. All right. Got through that whole episode, and she didn't talk about anything bad about me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. It's impressive. It is impressive. I'll take it. Uh, kind of a unique story, and I and I appreciate uh, the chance to be able to bring him on and 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 talk about it. The conference really um, kind of opened my eyes a lot. Uh, this Williams Syndrome Conference, which we touched on a little bit, the last episode was was a national convention where uh, people uh, all ages uh, of Williams Syndrome came, um, and their caregivers and parents. Uh, came from across the country and we've met um, kids, you know, as little as, as two and three, we mm -hmm. met uh, adults that were 50, 60 years old that had Williams syndrome. And, you know, the challenges that they had um, <clears throat> when they were much younger and there wasn't a diagnosis out there for them uh, and the community that they, um, that they have that the end night was such a, a moving night because all those all those friendships that were made, they knew they weren't going to be able to see for another two years. Um, and, you know, for the, that was really the first time that Josh and Jordan had been around a lot of people that looked like them, acted like them, and they could be themselves without fear of judgment. So <clears throat> it was a big deal. That's pretty fantastic. Um, that, that's great. Uh, they, uh, like I said, uh, uh, they crack me up whenever you share uh, anything uh, from those two, uh, and I'm sure they have kept you on your toes for uh, uh, maybe to a point of of uh, uh, some exasperation for sure. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the YouTube fascination has gone on for quite a while. They, I remember one time it was about three days in a row, and. Um, Jordan walks downstairs and he goes, Hey, Chris, um, can we have ribs for dinner? And I was like, ribs. I was like, I, I need a little, little bit more than a half an hour's notice to make ribs. I was like, why would she, he's like, I was just wondering. I was like, well, I can make you ribs like this weekend. We can make ribs. And he's like, okay, yeah, I really, I really want barbecue ribs. And the kid never eats. So I, you know, I have no idea what's going on. <clears throat> and so the next day he comes down and he's like, Hey, Chris, we have a metal detector. <laughs> <laughs> no why would we need a metal detector i don't know i was just wondering okay so then the next day he comes down he's like hey do we have some scissors and some chicken wire what are you watching <laughs> at this point i found out he's just scrambling and just looking for different youtube channels and just watching all this crazy stuff like the day before he'd watched this youtube channel of this guy going around with a metal detector and Find a bunch of treasure. I'm I'm glad to know that these weren't related, though. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> At one point, well, I thought maybe he was gonna bury a body. Or... I was like, yeah. I was like, what kind of trap are you building here? This is <laughs> no kidding. Pretty elaborate. Um, no kidding. Oh, that's fantastic. No, I I I love it. I think that's great. Yeah. So, 
exciting stuff. And you mentioned it a little bit. Uh, you are going to be coming down uh, at the beginning of next month. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I, I'm really excited. So longtime listeners of the pod, uh, we have talked a bit about uh, our our change in production as, as being part of this Three Beards Media. We've talked about uh, the, the podcast and some kind of future projects that are still in the works uh, with that. But we wanted to go ahead and invite everyone out to kind of help us get this thing launched off offic- uh, officially. Uh, with with our our partners that are are helping us provide this content as well uh so uh that is officially i'm gonna get the date wrong because i had it in my head september 2nd yep uh at 6 30 i believe is what we said right yeah 6 30 it's a friday night so that's the friday night before opening uh weekend for iowa and iowa state um so both home games so you shouldn't be traveling anywhere um down at Revelton Distilling Company, uh, Rob and Christy are going to host us down there, and Kyle Lehman is going to try to join us uh, from Wintrust Mortgage. And we would just love to have a packed house. We're not going to record or anything. Uh, it's going to be a night of just having some drinks and mingling. Uh, I'm super excited. Um, our partner Aaron Wall is uh, flying in with his family, and you know I'd be remiss. We've talked a lot about um, bitter units. And the great job that you and 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 uh, JT and Aaron do on that, but we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the rest of the people that um, are working behind the scenes on stuff. Mackenzie Duffy, who does all of our social media, she cuts all of our our snippets, our video snippets, and runs our our uh, Three Beards Media Twitter account and Instagram and TikTok and all that shit that Tim and I and Aaron don't know anything about. <laughs> uh, uh, Aaron does a great job of, of editing your guys' pod for Bitter Units. Um, Caitlin is is reading our ads uh, for us. Um, and and uh, and we have a new member that's uh, in the process of coming up with her um, her fresh uh, new podcast uh, is Anya. So yeah, Anya Carter, who has been a guest host on, on Bitter Units as well, just a guest on Bitter Units. Um, uh, she has opinions and she is not afraid to share them. So I'm really excited to see uh, what she has uh, in the works. I think it's going to be uh, a lot of fun, uh, good for plenty of laughs, um, but also something that uh finally a podcast on here that isn't just three or four bearded old white dudes all just right talking about their bearded old white dudeness all the time um I, no, I'm, I'm sure... super excited for her yeah. to for her to hop on and 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 bring on the, the new podcast um it's really kind of I think we've talked about this is it's been our goal to to bring uh different ideas um and uh and different perspectives and um, not preach. I don't think we do a lot of preaching on here, but just entertain and make people think. And we could not ask for better sponsors that are, that allow us to do that. <clears throat> so. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, I, I know we've played some ads from them, but, but really excited that, that Rob and Christy at Revelton and, and that Kyle at Wintrust have, have, believed in us and helped us to to continue to to grow this thing so that we can continue to to find some amazing guests um more to come with that as well so so please stay tuned but again september 2nd 6 30 
Revelton Distilling, 1400 West Clay Street, Osceola, Iowa. Please come down, hang out with us, uh, have a cocktail, show some love to, to Rob and Christy. Come make fun of Chris. Come make fun of Aaron. I think those are all great things as well. So um... <laughs> that's right. I'll, I'll be there too if you want to say hi. But uh... that's right. Wanna... <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, if you want to meet the sane one, you can come talk to Tim. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if there is a sane one amongst us. We all take a little bit of turns trying to to interject a little bit of sanity um i mean i don't know i think i i i feel like we're missing a prime opportunity of uh, of a of a new version of love connection hosted uh, by Mackenzie duffy that's uh, what i think uh, yeah if if we can if we can get Mackenzie uh from from behind the social media chair to to go ahead and host this i think that would be uh wildly entertaining uh so that she's putting everyone else on the same spot that we put her on on old man dating so that's right exactly sure. are you uh you going to the you going to the Iowa State game the next day uh tim um i have not figured out uh if i'm going to be able to make that work or not i'm trying to make sure that that can work but i still have a few different irons in the fire uh so to speak um always something going on man right Absolutely. Uh, oh, always something going on. But uh, I know I'm, I'm excited to get back down there and uh, and see Rob and Christy again, see you guys and 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 hang out and and just be back in, in Iowa for kind of the kickoff of, of college football season, too. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll just uh, I'll leave it at this a little bit of a teaser. We have um, a couple guests uh, that I'm working on uh, for the next. Uh, well, definitely one for the next episode. And then one, uh, hopefully, in the next month or so, two pretty big Iowa State football and basketball legends uh, that I'm super excited about uh, that I'm working on. So that will be uh, keep an eye on our Twitter account. Uh, we'll announce those once I get uh, finalized. So excellent, excellent. Well, Chris, is there anything else that we need to plug? Pleasure as always, Tim. Yes, it has been uh, a lot of fun. We are excited. So we look forward to hearing from you. Please reach out on social media. Let us know what you think. Go ahead and check out our sponsors. And with that, we will see you guys next time.